Hey, this is the franchise Shane Douglas, and you're listening to The New World Rising. <laughs> It's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party just before us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. No booze, no drugs, no kidding. One teacher is living in fear. I'm not who you think I am. I changed my name when I went into hiding. My brother killed my sister. <laughs> How'd he do that? With a really big kitchen knife. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. It's been 20 years. What's he waiting for, huh? Don't you think he would have shown up by now? No. This is a sick joke. Now, Come on! the face of good and the face of evil will meet one last time. But this time, it's going to be a fight to the finish. This summer... Terror won't be taking a vacation. Ah! Halloween H2O. It's Halloween. I guess everyone is entitled to one good scare. I've had my share. It's a new Blood Rising podcast, uh, chronicling through season three here, the uh, the ECW pay-per-views. This time we're taking a look at Heat Wave 98, which uh, is a very highly regarded show by many fans of professional wrestling, and I don't think that's going to miss a beat here, to be honest. I'm William Rinkin, joined, of course, by Jason Kiesler. Hello, folks. Charlie Stabile. Uh, how's everybody doing? <laughs> kind of stumbled you. Yeah, you had a couple options there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. That's all right. I, I chose my path. I cho- <laughs> and Martin Dixon. Hello. I think Charlie had a sudden attack of a nominal dysphagia, which is when you forget what you're saying in the middle of. And you combine two things. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> I don't think it was I, I drooled a little. I drooled in my pants. <laughs> uh, but, um, so we're back. We're doing. We're. Um, we're with Heat Wave 98, which uh, I remember when we were starting the season, 
you had pointed out that this was a big show to look out for early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I first saw th- this show, Pioneer Entertainment used to release ECW's um, video library on, on video cassette. And they would always release compilations like uh, Path of Destruction, Extreme Evolution. I had them all. They only released two full pay-per-views on VHS. One of them was Barely Legal, and the other one was Heatwave 98. So, of course, I picked up both of them, and I loved Heatwave 98. I, used, I wore that tape out. Yeah. So, not only to watch this with our show, but to watch the original version, which obviously I don't have because Pioneer released a, a modified version of it. I was very excited. Uh, this was always a good show to me. Um, had either of you guys seen this or seen anything about this show previous to doing this episode? Nope. I'd, I'd heard bits of OSW reviews episode on this, but not, never seen the show or really knew about it other than its name. J- Jason? I started watching a little bit of it when the network first came out, but then when Joey Styles said, let me introduce to you my guest color commentator, <laughs> it was Shane Douglas, I turned it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll give it this. That's not nearly as bad as as I would have thought it would be. He yeah. just seems like he's right. on a delay. He's, like yeah. he's very behind and he on makes, everything. He occasionally, occasionally he makes an interesting comment. Like a different way to look at a match. We're gonna get into it, but I think like the biggest problem is Joey can't do two man booth. I don't he, think he can do it very well. He you'll oh he can. I don't think he's I don't not, think it's a strong suit though. Maybe not yet. Oh but like when he starts getting color commentary from Gertner and uh, Cyrus, like I, I, I actually really enjoy and that. And I'll look forward to that. It seems like, though, okay. with the past couple of – they've done some guest spots with, with him. Paul Heyman. And unfortunately, like he just doesn't seem like he's good at volleying it back to the other guy. Okay. Yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, because him and Gertner, I thought, were a very underrated commentary team. I'm excited. But – I, I will give you that, though. Styles is one of the few guys I could just listen to on his own. Remember, that's what kind of hurt him in Raw. When he did uh, Raw there for that brief period of time in, like, 05, They 06. never paired him correctly on, on yeah, Raw. Man. But then they had him on ECW. Well, they had him on, um, I think so. I think he calls One Night Stand with Mick Foley. Right. And yes. Foley is, was never a good commentator. No, no, and no. he talks about that in one of his books, how... He couldn't do it because Vince was always yelling in his ear, and that's right. why he left the company. He he gets to do Raw when Jr. steps aside, and then I think like they realize it's just it, is that when he cut that shoot. Yes, yeah, that was in the lead up to second one night stand. Yes, okay, because then he was doing the ECW TV with with Taz, Ugh. which there it, it's just it's unfortunate. Like you would think, awesome. That's an ECW original. Great. Joey, the voice of ECW. Awesome. Not very good. Not no. very good. Well, Taz, I, I, I try to remember him as a color commentator when I watch these shows because of how drastically different it is and how, how much energy he tries to expel out of himself during the color commentary when he is so much more effective in this kind of like thug life kind of guy. The only time he was solid, I think, was with Michael Cole. They had some really that's good as chemistry. That's good as he got. And that was about it. Anyway, all right. So I don't – that's not the – Tomato. Right. So where are we? We're at the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. We've made it back up into true ECW territory at this point. Um, pretty good crowd, 4,376. Buy rate, 0.25. We didn't say what it was last month, but 
it was at, or last show it was point two one. So this was definitely cool. up. Makes sense. This is a big card. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of big. This stuff is an going impressive on. card just to look at. Um, Joey's in the ring, of course, to start off, and he times out perfectly the entrance with the music of Shane Douglas, who is still the ECW champion. And just like like Jason said, the the worst news is that you find out he's going to be your color commentator. And when you look at him from like 1994, when he cut that promo. To what basically how he ended in WCW, he just looks douchier as time yes. goes by. Yeah, like what, what is he wearing here? Does he have a jersey? Jolts, <clears throat> jolts, and a triple threat T-shirt. And he's wearing the and I, a beret. I was going to say the Triple H beret hat. That's oh, all. That's what yeah. I associated with is, is him, which I found ironic. Um, but uh, Francine comes out leaving very little of the imagination. That's true, and oh, I mean yeah. especially to Joey. Oh yeah, is this, is, <laughs> she introduces him to a two-breast friend. So weird, like. Is Shane injured? Like, because he's the world yeah, because he's got the the elbow brace on, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's the world champion. And I, I always wondered if this whole FTW thing was to basically be a holdover because Shane couldn't defend the ECW title. I think so. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we get this weird just opening bit with them, yeah. and it goes our intro video, and then. As we're coming out of the video, we've got Justin Credible and his troop coming out here of uh, Nicole Bass, who Joey says they should call her Russia because she's bigger than China. That is a good line. It is. Although <laughs> stupid, but good. Stupid. stupid. That's, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. But it's good. But he's got a uh, Chastity's coming out too. You've got Jason coming. I mean, it's like, fuck me. Like the whole group. It's weird because it's like they did Raven's Flock. It's one of the strangest entourages. Yeah. And I think they mentioned that. Like, it doesn't make sense. You got a guy that claims yeah. to be the sexiest man alive. You got a girl that looks like a man. And then you got Chastity. Right. Oh, whatever. Whatever that Whatever is. she is. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Just Incredible. Right. What it's up? funny as shit, though, because Nicole Bass is so big. And she's standing in the middle, and you just see Just Incredible's little rat face pop up on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he does not yeah. And I started, like, laughing my ass. I was like, that's a, that's a hoot. But it was this. With, like when she was gone last month, was that when she had like her little stint in the WWF where she was with Val Venus? Or no, is that I think still? That's 90, I think that's I think 99. ninety nine. Yeah, that happened that so, late. Yeah, yeah, because she has a match on WWF pay per view in nineteen ninety nine at Over the Edge nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's not a good show to have a match on. No, it's not, is it? No. Uh-uh. Oh man, Oof. I actually remember almost that entire card, like just. Just because of the, I remember because it's in the, it's, I as I said before, the my wheelhouse of Austin, you know, my favorite era of Steve Austin, and it's one of the worst matches he has in there because that match with Taker is just well, like easily one of the worst stunners I've ever seen. Yeah, and they just end it with a quick count, right? It's ridiculous. But um, this year we're getting a real. I mean, what a treat to start a pay per view. Just incredible. Who we've seen going through the matches with Mikey Whipwreck. You know, he, the way he's over with the crowd in terms of heat, he's going against Jerry Lynn, who thankfully we're getting him in a good singles match. Not yep. with Chris Chetty or any of that other stuff. We're getting him just Jerry Lynn. It's like they realized he was a good wrestler. Yeah. And apparently they've had a, a series of matches. Right. And and I love how they say, well, this match will decide who wins the feud. And it's like, what? Yeah. Is that how that works? How many people, how many matches has this guy won versus this? How many matches has right. it been total? I actually don't know the answer to that. Right. But, I, uh, this match 
kicks ass. I, I, I have a couple... Sh- I will occasionally have a Shane Douglas commentary note. I'm sure we all oh, will. we all will. Um, I like <laughs> the, my first one is, he's intense right now. It's how he describes Just Incredible. And it's like, well, no shit, Shane. Have you been watching... I mean... We, we've been watching the show. We know Justin Incredible is pretty intense when it comes out. I just love his very obvious commentary on things. But this is a hell of a this is a hell of a good match here. A lot of tiger bombs on this show early on. This has one of them. But um, now I I oh get boy. the feeling that what Joey calls a tiger bomb isn't what I know to be a tiger bomb. Me neither. I, right. I was thought the tiger bomb was hooking the arms like a pedigree type deal. Right. Like the pro like isn't that the pro, the pro river, river plunge? plunge? Yeah, See, I thought the tiger bomb was like a German suplex, but you hook, you do the the hooking of the arms. I got you, and then you you lift them like that. That's what I thought the tiger. And, bomb that's was. probably a lion bomb. It, a lion. <laughs> <laughs> bomb. Not bad. <laughs> bad William. You won the Sunday. Um, this is a pretty badass opener. It's it's fast moving. You've got. Uh, just Incredible eventually goes over. There's a lot of, obviously, shenanigans that happens here. But he ends up going over with, um, I mean, an re- amazing top rope. That's incredible. It looked yeah. devastating. And I don't mind that he goes over. I think it's fine that he goes over. Lynn still looks amazing in this. Jason is going to kick out of a top rope right. tombstone. Exactly. Yeah. Hell, shit, man. I tell <laughs> <I'm> you. <laughs> <laughs> Last show it took until the end. Now we were breaking Taker out the beginning. <laughs> no, no, I'm here, man. I'm I mean, I'll tell you, Terry Funk tried to convince me that was legit. And I was like, shit, no, Terry. Why don't you go bleed a little? <laughs> uh, all right, Jason, let's bat this around. What did you think of this opener? Uh, man, this, this is like we said, this is a great opener. Um, and even though it's licensed music, they both got really good music. Because you got yeah. Jerry Lynn coming out prong, and then you've got, or not Jerry, sorry. Incredible came out to prong Jerry Lynn came out of some Fear Factory. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm really into this. I like how we have uh, the the best that Ohio has to offer right there in the front row doing a pose off when Nicole Bass. Um, <laughs> yes, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yes. Those. Oh man, those are the great. I like how the this is. Well, we're, well, this is like what the eighth pay per view we've watched for the ECW, and we finally get a ref that says chairs don't belong in the ring. He did say honestly. that. Yeah, like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> what? I, I don't get it. I assumed all matches were no DQ anyway, which is I'm always still confused of why they do ref uh, distractions. But uh, my Shane Douglas commentary note of this is he says that spreading your legs makes you yes. weigh anywhere from 20 to 25 pounds more yeah. during a pin. Or it makes you feel like it. I was just going, what? I was. I'm trying like really hard to not have like a horribly sexist joke right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually. The, uh, go ahead. I actually really like that comment. I I know what he's saying because if you cover a guy, there's still some air in between you and him. But if you were to mm-hmm. if you were yeah sexual connotations notwithstanding, if you were to spread your legs and lay on top of some. <laughs> if you said come, and I said I don't want to come. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Well, explain it. If Tell you, me more. If you were to do that, like a, a flat out cover, all of your body weight is on top of them. So I, I, I understood what he was saying. I actually thought that was the smartest thing he said. Uh, in fact, maybe, maybe the only smart thing because I had to think about it. And like I guess that would be a problem. Yeah, if Yokozuna right. got on top of me, and it was how he said it. You know, what I mean, like oh, I know, I know, I know. 
putting the pen on there. But it's just like we're going to hear. It's just like Taker talking. If you're not talking, you got to just spread your legs. You'll weigh more on that DDT. He, Undertaker it's does just, spread <laughs> his legs when he does the, the burial cover. Hey, Bilo, you want to do old school? I take some balance coordination. All right? I'm just letting you know that. Now, why don't you go fetch but, me that DVD of Nash Bridges over there? <laughs> Don't give me the one. I don't want to see the one Steve's in. I, I get enough of Steve. I don't want Steve. Um, but the the cool thing is, is like there's so like these matches. This match did not need the clusterfuck of shenanigans at the end of it. Right. No. And and that was a note I had. I was a note I had about this and the uh, and the next match because it's like if this is a series, uh, so I'm pretty sure these people have all come out before. Like it seems like the blow off. If you're gonna put Just Incredible over. And this is the same thing with uh, with Chris Candido. He should look really strong, like coming out like he actually didn't yeah. need the help. Do we really have to believe that the shenanigans didn't happen in any of the other matches? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like it, by ECW logic, like Spike Dudley would be coming out there and you know bushwhackering around the ring, you know, as he does. <laughs> You know, exactly. He does do that. You know, he and the thing is, like, there would always be some backup. Yep. And Jerry Lynn, I guess, is like Sting from the early 90s. Like, I, I've got friends, but they all betray me, so I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone to Nicole Bass's White Castle of Fear. It's just a... <laughs> the, uh, the, and Joey Styles is very intolerant of Nicole Bass. Like, Wouldn't you like be? Just, well, okay, this is I mean, what I'm getting at, at here. It's not just like he's not just insulting her appearance. It's like, I, I don't know what she is. Because, like, when uh, he, he gets a, or Jerry Lynn gets a nut shot or kicks her, the groin, he goes, Yeah, right in the nuts. Yeah, the nuts. I'm just like, Oh, Jesus, Joey. You're supposed to be the good commentator. It's like, you don't, he won't say son of a bitch. He always edits himself. He'll, you'll see him mouth fuck. He'll stop himself. But he has no problem calling people bastards, which cracks me up. Yeah. Joey's, uh, he, he's a little, he's chippy. Very yeah. chippy on this show. There's a lot, but of I guess I'd be too if I'm sitting next to Shane Douglas. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably rubbing off on him. Spread your legs when you do you become, that. You become bitter by osmosis <laughs> when you ha- when you sit next to Shane. <laughs> Jerry Lynn, I loved when he because I didn't think he was going to do it when he gave the tombstone to Chastity. Yeah, and it looked good. Yeah, yeah, solid. Martin, what did you think of this? This was fantastic. It was just it was just great action. Uh, yeah, the clusterfuck probably didn't need to happen, but I guess it's it's the way you separate these two guys. I think more could have been made of this summer series thing. If we knew exactly, you know, if they'd gone into this and you know they were drawing and we were told that, you know, that's that's my one nitpick. But video package. Yeah, yeah, that, just something. Right. Um, but no, the the actual match was fantastic and. Even the top rope hurricane rana through the table was oh god <laughs> phenomenal. What a spot! Yeah, like yeah, these guys. It's a hundred miles a minute, and <coughs> and the match has a nice progression. Yeah, of, of spots progression of do. spots. It's mm-hmm. a note I have throughout a couple of these. Yeah, matches, like the match seems to make sense. It doesn't end on some bullshit sunset flip from the top rope. No, a uh-huh. fucking tombstone from the second rope. And, oh. The only thing that would have made it better is if he corkscrewed it, which right. that probably would have just been way too dangerous. And yeah. again, those shows that this mid card now with seeing Jerry Lynn really, really work it, like you've got a cauldron of guys here that are, and it, and it goes to show you like these are guys are going to be should be challenging RVD, and it's like my God, the next year is going to be amazing. Well, that's yes, yeah. 
Because it's not just RVD that makes the TV title special. It's all the great matches yeah. he had with all the great wrestlers. And, and what's great is, like, we go from one, like... If, this is not typical of a card, it feels like, to be having, like, this heavy of feuds right off the bat. But they have this match, and then we go right into our next one with the video package showing what we've already talked about through the previous shows of Lance Storm and Chris Candido being champs, the eventual complete disillusion of them. They're no longer the tag team champions anymore. Um, we've got them finally going head-to-head here. And now they call her Tammy because now we're – I guess she's she's probably officially left WWF at this Maybe point. Maybe they got yeah, a cease she- and desist. Like, Maybe. that's a possibility. WWF's very, like, hardcore about that. Right. Ever since... I remember, as one of the things Vince said, that because uh, Hogan has the rights to his name. Mm-hmm. And he said that was one of the biggest mistakes that Vince ever made, because he never thought uh, Hulk Hogan would leave. Right. <clears throat> so, um, we've got a... Chris Candido's coming out. He's got a, a headgear on, a la Rick Steiner, because of... It was a Rolling Thunder that he took from RVD that they said... Like yeah, I don't know destroyed how that his ear. I don't know. Destroyed his ear. He had to have plastic surgery to fix it. So well, he took the Rolling Thunder and the Arabian face poster at the same time. Now that that's a crucial the, piece of information because it is called the Arabian face buster <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> so he kind of does the Rick Steiner. He mocks him a little bit in the ring. Well, yeah, Sonny does Scott Steiner. Yeah, uh, which I actually <laughs> sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those chicks that likes romance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have money for Skype, but I'll give you all the shonies you can eat. It takes it to crack a barrel. One of the the, one of the worst moments is when she um, she gets on the mic because she sounds she looks and sounds like she is on something. Oh yeah, pretty heavy. Because I think this is her last year. Is it as in her last good year of, of looking good? Yeah, because it's. Once a certain, I think it's ninety nine or or it could be two thousand. It just never, it's never the same, right? Yeah, but well, what when she showed up in WCW and all of our hearts broke when we saw she was wearing like Spanx or something. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That ties. This back is around the head. time, and not to get off topic, but you remember Mike Mooneyham's uh, radio show? Yeah, she guested on that once, and she oh, and I listened to it, yeah. uh, and she told her life story, and it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Like the shit that she's got. That's, and that's before Candido died. Yeah. So like, like to hear some of that stuff, you know, that's why I always try to give her a pass. I'm like, she, she didn't have the same kind of uh, life that a lot of us have. No, no. And I mean, that's, that's why I like all the stuff with her, like having like a, after her hall of fame induction, where it seems like the wheel. That was cool to see. I'll go, I'll give it that. Well, the stuff after, and now where she's like, Oh no, that Skype. Like here, here's some money. Let's, let's, let's have some cyber. <laughs> Sure. There's a dad story I never told you. Oh, so yeah, he got a hold of the, he got a hold of the porn uh, that Sonny did, oh. and, I, and and he's talking to me about you got it. An exclusive here yeah. on the New Blood Rising podcast. <laughs> well, he's talking to me about it, and you know he talks to me like he's a contemporary. How, how does your dad talk to you about this porn? I know I, this is one of the problems. Is this my over mom the phone? Well, this is over the phone. Awesome. And he goes, "Have you seen it, Charlie?" And I'm like, "I downloaded. it. I have not watched it yet." Which is which was true at the time. He goes. He goes, don't. I was like, what, what, what's wrong? He goes, I swear, about 23 minutes into it, she farted. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and, I, and my dad goes, and I just went, oh, no. <laughs> and I turned it off. <laughs> and, she, and, then she, and then he goes, and she said something like, oops. <laughs> 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 
Wait, your dad sits and watches this porn for 23 minutes. I guess. Is he wearing JBC headphones too? <laughs> oh God, I hope he's not listening. Who is it? With? Was it with a wrestler or was it with just? Oh, some... it's some fucking like bald, muscle-headed dude. Oh, okay, and he's like throwing her around. Which is pretty impressive because she's over like 200 pounds now. Oh, this is the okay. Oh yeah, this is like recent Sunny. <laughs> yeah. One night in Sunny, I think it was called. Take on the China one. But yeah, apparently she acknowledged the fart and uh, that oops. So, <laughs> I mean, she, new blood. see what I told her is you got to no sell that shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. acknowledge. <laughs> Shit happens. You imagine if Taker was watching, did that lean in, he's kind of stroking the chin there a little bit. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Gee, Swagger, that's the way you got to do that shit. You can't fart, man. Once you fart, that shit's taking Someone give me Charlie's dad on the phone. We got to talk about this. Is is this Kenneth? Beulah, what do you think of this? Give me some more Lay's potato chips. Let's watch this shit. Beulah. Come on, get over here. So heat wave. Yeah. So heat wave. All right, so this, all right. When we um when we get into the, I, what'd you I, think of the match? I think it was pretty good. I think it was good. It was, I thought it was okay. I, I liked it. I'm uh, unfortunately I feel like it's booked almost identical to the last one. That's the problem. It's booked almost the exact same, which is weird to have two matches booked the exact same. The sunny dress getting ripped or whatever, whatever. I mean, I <sighs> don't know if it was. It does not look intentional <laughs> by by the way it shapes up. <laughs> but um, you know, I there's one Shane comment that I think is I I think it's weird. He like. He never goes full heel commentary on this. And it's like, that's one of your dudes. Like, right. It, I, I I don't understand what was his motivations were doing commentary for like, It makes this. you wonder what his purpose is. Right. He yeah. has this line where he says, you'll never pin a member of the triple threat without pinning those shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of my notes, too, because I was laughing. And it's like, like, it's like John Madden going, see, what they want to do here is score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. It's like that. Yeah. Dan, it's like when Will Ferrell does Dan Fouts on SNL for Monday Night Football. Right. That's exactly mm-hmm. that. Whoever has the most points on the board, oh, win God. that game. Yeah. So, um, the one moment I really laughed out loud in this match: uh, Candido covers Lance Storm, gets a two count, and you can hear Sonny like and, from rings. I go, Molino, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> There's this weird. I buy that about her. She's she's. Like really underrated as a manager. I think she. I always found her entertaining. Like, but it, not in the best kind of way because Sonny had a tendency to make it about her, and yeah. and th- this is one of the things where like typically that's something you'll hear a, a fan say or a snarky fan. Yeah. And but to hear it come out of her mouth, I just thought was great. There's so the dress ripping thing. I think Candido schoolboy's the ref. Yeah, I don't know why. I, yeah, well, he gets um. Uh, cocaine in his eyes. <laughs> I mean, he's selling like Flair, right? In this, which yeah, which Flair would do stupid shit like that, where you know he'd forget who he was fighting, and like, maybe that's why. But it's still, I don't understand it. Yeah, but he, yeah, um, Candido rolls up the ref, thinking it's Storm, and as the ref goes over, his le- his leg supposedly hits Sonny in the face, and then as she falls, apparently the dress falls apart. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of mind-boggling things like that. Like, the best of luck spot of the night might be here where Lance Storm suplexes Chris Candido from the inside of the ring out. Yes. To the yeah. floor. I wrote that. that. That fucking sound I, that that made. Oh. 
Uh, I I know I wrote that down. All right, I do have a I have a couple nominees for that okay. spot of the night. So okay, but uh, Candido going over he does the bombshell, which another t- it's like when I say the book, it's same move, top rope power bomb, like is you know and everything. Everything's so, more devastating. From the top Jason, did you what did you think of this? Did you feel like it was? Uh, am, am I going overboard saying it's identical booking of the first one that kind of detracts from it, or what do you think? It's almost beat for beat the same thing. Um, I mean, there's just. Like, at this point, it's more clear that Lance is now a face instead of someone turning face. Um, I think that's the big difference. I just want to know, um, like, while I'm, I'm just rechecking my notes so you can talk amongst yourselves, Sunny's in that dress, so where was she hiding that giant bag of cocaine? <laughs> uh, maybe it was placed under the ring. This watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like the uh, uh Noe Styles had a great just random call. He goes, and I think it's awesome that you hear a sentence like this. We might see that ear come off on live pay per view. That's not what I want. <laughs> like just like they, he's like Joey's really big about overselling that ear um, the whole night after he pulls that up. And like when, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be mangled and grotesque. And then when he takes it off, he just goes, "Oh, he just had plastic surgery recently." It's like, oh, okay. Doctor um, did a good job. The, uh, the top rope powerbomb looked nasty as fuck, though. Yeah, Lance yeah. Storm looked like he landed on his tailbone. He took yeah. the John Cena back. Yeah, he took the John Cena back. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, uh, and you were talking about that super or the superplex to the outside, Charlie. Like, yeah. what's great is Lance doesn't set like you know normally you see move like that. The guy who gives it sells it too to make it look like oh it took so much. He's up within like three seconds and does a springboard into the fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> Yeah, Vince said, come, and I said, I don't want to come. And the, I would say that <laughs> what the I guy who do. covers up, who takes off his security jacket to cover up Sonny, I think gets the most heat oh, man. of the <laughs> yeah. entire night from that crowd. Yeah. That's how you get a they reaction. I, I bet you he would get more votes than Bubba. Bubba, because Bubba Ray goes for the heat spot of the night. It feels like he goes for it all in that, that promo bit later, but... Um, oh, yeah. Martin, what did you think? Did you like this overall? Did you think it was yeah. uh, good the way it went over? I liked it, but you're right. It is the first match again. Um, and again, the, the interference didn't you know, seem to matter. You know, Candido won anyway. So, you know, it was fine. It, but, well, in fact, no, it was better than fine. It was, it was absolutely great. But I'd just seen it a few minutes ago, so... It's rather forgettable, unfortunately. Charlie, you got anything else? That's it. It's it's fine for what it is, but it is forgettable. Yeah. Like that's and I mean, it sucks because I love Lance Storm. I'm just really starting to get behind Chris Candido. Yeah, and they're just kind of stuck together. I'm glad this is the end. Well, right. I know Lance Storm goes on to better things, and yeah. he really does in ECW. Chris Candido, I don't remember him doing. Anything more substantial, and that'll be interesting to see because I'm curious because it's like, okay, you won this feud, like, where do you go next? Right? Because you got to think one of these guys, and obviously the thing with Sabu isn't going to be necessarily concluded, but it's like, who's going to be going with going against RVD next? Because yeah. that's the that's your intercontinental title. This that's where these guys are should be contending for. So we'll see. Um, at commentary, Joey gets word that they're going to show what happened in the parking lot earlier. And he starts to sell it in that same ridiculous censored match type away from a couple shows ago um, when we had that Sabu Sandman debacle. Oh, yeah. The 
cane match with no canes. Right. So we go to the video and I write, oh, good. It's New Jack trying to hype the crowd outside. <laughs> the, I love this. The Dudleys and Jack Victory. <laughs> I never figured out who he was. It was Jack Victory. Well, I, <laughs> I got that much. They show up in a, just a brutal attack. In this, this looks dangerous. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Like it's uh, at one point, I'm like, is one of those guys a fan? Bubba <laughs> is a cussing yeah. machine out there. He oh. is just how baffling is this? Where they will bleep out every other f bomb. Like there's a couple of bleeps. I'm like, oh, they're bleep. there's a good few get through. Don't Some of them get play. through. Yeah, I'm like, okay, there's a couple of bleeps. I was like, all right, all right. And then all of a sudden, get him the fuck out of here. I'm like, Jesus, Bubba. <laughs> yeah. Just big, big ass heat. That's just pure heat right there. Pay per view um, telling they could get eight, maybe. We'll yeah. give you eight right. bombs. Axel way oversells it. Axel Rotten way goes over the top selling like how bad. Wait up over here. Oh, my God. But the thing is, like. He, he was like a half second away from screaming to the heavens. Oh, my God. Keanu Reeves, point right. If they could have had a range gun, it would have happened right there. Well, then, if you would have pulled a gun and the crowd's like, what the. shooting. That would have been awesome. It's extreme. Oh, like, God, I'm trying to not. I'm trying to formulate a sentence after that visual image. Thanks, Charlie. That's awesome. But uh, the, we've seen New Jack do worse to himself, though. Yeah. Why are they just now screaming for an ambulance? New Jack kind of went out like <laughs> perhaps a they, bitch. Perhaps they were, yeah, if, if it went did. a little longer, like, New Jack was going, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, guy. I'm good. <laughs> New Jack versus Carr. It just didn't work out too well. No, Denzel's buddy did not do well. Denzel's buddy is no. But um, the reason I guess this, is, this video is important is because apparently... Jack Victory and, and New Jack were going to have a weapons match later. New Jack Victory. <laughs> Short with Mark which, which, to me, New a Jack and a weapons match? match. Like, What the fuck is that? Uh, exactly. I want to see New Jack in a submission match. I want to see New Jack with a bazooka. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Let's Do you just... want it with, like, China's bazooka that she would come out for her entrance and just, like, shoot shit? Or you want legit... <laughs> Don't treat me like a way. <laughs> we got to... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, Just him in that semi share ring attire, the New yeah. Jack with like a feminine cover of Natural Born Killers playing over the loop. Mm. If we saw New Jack, like if you're watching those Trump rallies and he's behind Donald Trump somewhere doing his thing, you're like, wait, is that fucking New Jack? It'd be great if you walked across the stage with the guitar, like doing that stone. <laughs> like, oh, you know what's coming? It's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just as Trump's doing his, his thing, just natural ball thrills, <laughs> killers just starts. <laughs> he just grabs my pants my and chucks him into the crowd. <laughs> and then dives on him. Yeah. <laughs> With that weird New Jack dive. And just, Fucker! It's like Harrison Ford. <laughs> Alright, so... But we're going to miss out on this match, sadly. So, you know... I'm sorry. Well, we come but, back to yes. Goldberg sucks chant, which he hadn't even won the world title yet. Well, if this is August. Oh, it's August? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I thought this was June. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he won it. Um, and then we go right back to backstage. We go to our promo spot here with uh, RVD, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. Um, and now we've got more. They're the tag team champions. 
And, so, and Robbie and Dam is still the television champion. So pretty much if you win the tag titles, it's got to be with somebody that you just don't get along exactly. with. Exactly. Exactly. Like, they're setting a bad But precedent. RVD has the best line. RVD, no, he has the best lines. Okay. Like, like, he is entertaining through this whole thing. It doesn't make you bad to lose to RVD. It just makes you like everybody, like everybody else. else. Perfect. I, I'm the world tag team champion and Sabu. And Sabu. <laughs> he's, I mean, again, like, he's criminally underrated as a heel. Oh, he's, he I, is fantastic. I wish he had more run as a heel. I, I do. I mean, yeah. this is, like, he's doing what Shane Douglas wishes he could do with what he's doing. Like, I mean, in terms of his... In, and he what, does it in that low voice. Yeah. And just, hey, man. And it's also because he's just a better wrestler. Like, oh, I mean, just well, straight up better wrestler. But I'm saying, Shane, I always thought Shane overcompensated with those, which we'll see later, his promos. Right, right. Yeah. But, um... Our, we go into our we go into our next match, which is just oh, uh, b- before we go into the next match. How badass does Sabu look in that suit? Yeah, sh- yeah. Uh, shades and scary as gear. fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. like Bombay, he, Michigan's finest on display. You put you <laughs> you put some wrestlers in a suit and they lose that intimidation factor. Not Sabu. Like, he's still <laughs> he he's a human grenade. Like get away from him. <laughs> like I'm sure it's like it's like the idea. It's like he's like some Bond henchman. And I you're in the suit, but then the, you know it's like get him, and then you've got this wild man. Send in Sabu. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. and I mean, so like, you get oddball or excuse me, odd job Jaws and Sabu against Daniel Craig. I'd do it. I mean, if I if I were Jaws, I'd look at odd job like let's go get some raisinets and watch this shit go down. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the whole box. Because I'm serious, man. Like fucking Sabu, just like it seems like everything he is involved, whether it's talking or whether it's in the ring, like. He just looks like he's about, and I don't mean this like literally, like with what's going on in the world. Like he just looks like he's about to explode because he just throws himself. He, the way he throws himself at everybody, he looks. He's just a daunting individual. He never phones it in. No, I give him that. Yeah, I mean, I've really grown to like him. Like he's been one of the people I've really liked through this, um, yep. the season we've gone through. But um, our next match is a is a fucking barn burner. You have no idea how happy I was. Oh. This is a, a, a couple big uh, big stars coming together. After here. RVD and Jerry Lynn, yeah, this is the next one. This is one of the underrated feuds of Absolutely. all time. They never had a bad match. Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka, and their music. Yo, oh, their music yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I um, I, I well, all right. So right off the bat, one of the things that made me laugh was they collide, and Mike Awesome was like, "Get off me, motherfucker." <laughs> Yeah. All right. Whoa, Here we go. Whoa. Here we go. I mean, I don't know if he speaks English, but I'm sure he understood that. Yeah. Uh, this is easily a five star match. Uh, I would say it's. It, I don't know what I would do to change it. Yeah. Like it's because this is another natural progression of of moves and spots. Sickening and are some of these spots. Masato Tanaka just is tough as fuck. Man, he's so fucking cool. And he's got he's got the Sabu stuff kind of going on. Where he's, and yet I also remember Masato Tanaka is young. Like he's probably I want to say in his early twenties, maybe mid twenties at this point. It looks like he was fighting yeah. Vega from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. those, those, I think that's the guy who's got the claw. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um. Tanaka's going to go over in this, but as we're going to go through this, the, there are just so many. It's hard to. I, I didn't write any really it's, anything it's down because I'll tell you, like when when I saw Awesome do the tope, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this. I, I it made me think we so missed out on him and Undertaker having yes. a serious yeah. feud. 
back, like whether it's American Badass or Dead Man, I don't care. To have those two guys at, at a not necessarily their prime, but a, a, as close to their peak level as you could get in the early 2000s well, would have been amazing. Both WCW and WWF didn't use Mike Awesome right. Right. Ever. Yeah. I, Mike Awesome, I, I still remember the first time I ever saw him do that tope, and it blew my mind. You know, I mean, we've seen Undertaker do it, but I think they're about the same height. But but Mike Awesome has a bigger build. He jumped and stood on the top rope. I know. Taker's never been yeah. able to pull that he off. That's could, what I gave him the edge on. Mike Awesome could do stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He made me look at big guys differently. And Masato Tanaka was his perfect opponent. Yeah. Jason, what did you think of this, man? Were you have, had, had you looked at Tanaka and Awesome before? I know we're going to see them multiple times yeah. in different... One night stand. Yeah, they exactly. bring that shit back. What did you think of this, man? I mean, it was fucking intense. That's why my, my note is just, fuck. I was just excited to see Mike Awesome. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, it's he's the only second person we've seen in each one of our timelines. That's a good point. And it's him and Perry Saturn, which is weird. Um, <laughs> but I'm with, like, I was sitting watching this, and, and the way everyone says that, and obviously so, Vince loves big guys. How he missed, I mean, how Mike Awesome even made it to WCW instead of the WWF. Yeah. Right. Blows mine. Yeah. Cause like, like I was thinking the same thing. It's like Mike Awesome versus Taker would have been fucking killer. I used to do that with the action figures. Yeah. Yeah. That match. Cause I wanted that. I mean, a seriously good WrestleMania caliber type sure. of match at the time. Yeah. Martin kind of dig, yeah. in, dig into it. Some on your end. We're going to keep going with this one around multiple times. I bet. Oh, sure. Yeah. This is a wonderful, sickening display it's it's a it's a pure spectacle. It, I just came away horrified and yep. elated by it. It's so much mixed emotions because I mean they fucking murder each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crowd appreciate every single bit of it. Yeah, the so uh, it's that applause. I just can't. I, I, I can't yep. accurately describe how much I. Fear it because I mean that chair that awesome just dents on Tanaka's head, and that is a it's, reoccurring spot that they do in all of their matches. Yeah, it's, it's just like I said, it's just a spectacle of of violence, and it's I should hate it, right. but I don't because I I just look at it and think. Jesus Christ, these guys were willing to do anything for these fans. I'm curious how old school, the old school, like I'm talking about the guys like 80s, like wrestlers, like look upon this type of match because this is, if you just sprinkle on a little bit of adrenaline, like this is the next level of 80s style wrestling in terms of intensity, in terms of snug, stiff. Yeah, I'm talking like the stuff that that everyone likes to go back to is like, oh man, those were the days. Yeah, exactly. And, And the thing is, it's no disrespect to that, but it's like, you know, Feuds like this, matches like this, really showed that there was some intensity. There was, I mean, the same level of intensity that uh, these guys were showing in the 70s is going on in the, uh, the late 90s. I mean, you can say all you want about what was going on WWF and WCW in right. terms of it being like, you know, whatever. But this is just ridiculous. My best of luck spot of the night nominee uh, is, uh, oh yeah, Tanaka <laughs> powerbombing Awesome over the top rope through the table. And the way Awesome's like, yep, we're good, do it. Like yeah. he just kind of, <laughs> yeah. he's like, all right, man. See, I have all of their spots, like, memorized from all their matches, but I never remember which ones are in which matches. And I was like, 
oh, this is the one where Awesome goes headfirst into the concrete. And he folds. <laughs> like, he folds. folds in half. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, one thing I love about these guys, they never really had a storyline that went through. They sh- Everything that that was great about these two guys together was always what they did in the ring A together. competitive in-ring rivalry. Which right. You, and you don't get. Oh, Masato Tanaka. Like, I, I'm with you, Martin. Uh, like, to watch this match and those chair shots that he gives Masato Tanaka, it, it's unreal. Especially the top rope one. But I get taken right out of it uh, and put back into kayfabe mode when Tanaka falls down, gets up, and does his little Hulk up thing. Like, Tanaka, like, yeah. like he could get me so excited to see him do that. I mean, this is a guy whose finishing move was a roaring elbow. And I was always like, I'm sure, like, in the way he did it, oh, well, that's a three count. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. fucking blasted you. You, yeah. you buy that that is a finish, don't yeah. you? Man. The only thing, I, the other thing that's funny, just to step away, like, to divert from the match for a sec, is Shane Douglas, like, becomes a complete face commentator all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, talking about. face either one of these yeah, guys. Tanaka's know? heart. He has all this all heart. The heart. You're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a cliche. That just cracked me up. But, I mean. Mike Awesome. Okay, let's talk about, like, Mike Awesome. He had an awesome bomb. Uh, that was one of his moves. It, it, it was his own thing. I'm just going to chuck you. You know, like, that was one. The awesome splash. Which he, it's kind of a frog splash. Yeah. But it always looked impressive. Like his, I mean, his moveset was somewhat basic, but he had his own spin on things. And that differentiated him from all the other big guys that were around at the time. And why I always loved watching his matches. Yeah. Because any one of those moves, as basic as they are, they definitely seem like they could finish a match. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this was one like they. The way they built it was interesting, where he was just, like, pummeling him. And then right, and then Tanaka gets that and one move to kind of twist it. But it's not like he did one move and then one. It's like he did that one move that turned the match and then hit a succession of moves him. and then hit the coup de gras, right. which was that, that power bomb. Right, and then the, the tornado DDT on, yeah. the, on the two chairs. Which was still a fine... Like, it's a fine finish. Yeah, I have no problem like, with that. Because it's like, okay, t- tornado DDT, that's not one of his moves, but I, I would believe that after all this shit, if you did that on chairs, yeah, that's a finish. And what's insane is like, Awesome comes away looking ridiculous, Amazing. too. The crowd is like, uh, they're, the applause, I think they chant Awesome. Yeah, Awesome it, gets yeah. a chant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... Jason, what other thoughts do you have on this one, man? Let's bat it around again. Well, it was the same. It was like, I would have been a little disappointed, I mean, not knowing a lot about Tanaka, if the elbow would have been the finish, just because it had just followed up the the powerbomb through the table. So it kind of weak. So the Tornado DDT being the finish, to me, like again, was perfect. I was like, okay, that, that's what it's going to take to put this guy down, um, is all of this kind of combined. It was, it, again, it's like, I it, watching stuff like this makes you real angry that Awesome never got a shot because just to kind of go back, we're talking about if Awesome had a good showing against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, even if he lost, that if he would have performed like this, he would have been a world champion within the next year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. he had a great and, look. And a good, but like just uh, the crowd was chanting Awesome a lot because you could hear him when they're trying to play over the next video package. Mm-hmm. And you can still hear the crowd over the the camp, the mics that are back on Joey and Chain and everything. It's like these people just like fell in love with that guy instantly. Yeah, yeah. When he went to WCW, I mean, I tuned in for a bit because I was like, oh, he's well, a- especially. Remember how they debuted him? Like he had on that 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 episode of he was like, the ECW champion when he, he debuted, wasn't he? Yep. 
in the attack. Yes, yeah, it was. And we'll cover that. Like, what an interesting like couple of weeks he, that was. I think he attacked Nash, so it was like yeah. they're going to set. Yeah. Up. I was oh, like, I mean, exactly. Mike Awesome's one of those guys. When he gets called up to a more mainstream wrestling promotion, he's in the main event. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, or he's near the main event. He's that good. But they didn't do it right. No. That '70s guy. I mean, we. I mean, we covered that. Yeah. But uh, God, was there something else with this match? Um. I mean, Martin, do you have any others? Else? Do you have anything else from it too? I, I said it all the first first go around. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's definitely if you want to say match tonight, it's up. I think it's up there. It's a definitely. I put contender. this up with the best matches we've seen during this season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And and the best part is this isn't the last time we're going to see these two fight. No, it's and only that, the. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right, so. We cut now to our promo of uh, Taz uh, and the unrecognized FTW title. Or Tax, as my spell correct, has now done it again. As uh, He has the only title that means something. So that kept making me think, imagine if we had gotten him versus Austin versus Goldberg at this point. Yeah, because that's, that's what they're doing. Or yeah. that's what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, those, are the, those are your three chances. Do you not think that's kind of a really... Punk bitch move for him to call out sort Austin of. and Goldberg and Tyson. It's just, yeah, Tyson especially. Yeah, and, yeah. And he put a little uh, he put a little salt on that steak with the way he described Tyson. Yeah, yeah like he'd stand a. Ch- I mean, I know he's a human suplex machine, but Tyson ninety eight. No, I'll, I'll give him that. Taz. Those are three great uh, representatives of their company. Yes, even though he's not the world champion, right. but yeah, Austin Goldberg and Taz. I, that would have been a hell of a match. Jesus. You, well, you know Taz would have been wiped out in the first, like, two minutes. Well, I, <laughs> Spear! <laughs> he spears him through the post. <laughs> through the post. <laughs> ah! By the way, you got, like, just as a sign, are, are you guys excited for Survivor Series? Because it sounds like, once again, like, there there is definitely some concern. I forget what I was reading that talked about some, um, some concern for Survivor Series. I think they're worried he's going to get booed. Because they're in Canada. Because of Brett. Oh, God. Oh, they oh, planned this so badly. They're worried. Well, yeah, and, Gold, I'm not, and Brock's a citizen of Canada now. So, oh. Oh, so yeah, no. I, I, are, Just real quick, are you guys excited, or how do you feel about it? Uh, can I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it real quick. I have not had time to watch Raw, SmackDown, but when you told me about that Goldberg shit from Raw, I was like, well, I'll look that up. So I looked it up, and I saw two videos. One by WWE, and one by a guy like us. So I watched the WWE one they first. I heard they edited it out, right? I watched the WWE okay. one first, and I was like, well, that wasn't that bad. But then I was like, I was curious. And I went and watched the the real version, yeah. and they edited out when he went and attacked Rusev when he tripped yes. and fell. <laughs> now, I'll give him this. The editing was seamless, but it looked awful. Now, am I wor- of course I'm worried. About that match, especially with it. Take, where in Canada are they going to be? Do you guys Toronto. have Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. Oh, he's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. That, like, first of all, and, and Paul Heyman did that same shit again. Where you know Brock Lesnar doesn't like it when you fans start chanting Goldberg. I, I, it just that is some of the worst. Attempt at getting people to chance uh, you know, the other guy's name. I will say real quick, Goldberg was on because he, you know, because their partnership with ESPN now they throw. It's so weird when I hear WWF has going to be on ESPN radio because it. it just seems so out of place. Because I can also tell the radio guys are like they're not super fans, 
And some of them you can tell like don't really respect wrestling that much. So they're they're putting on their best face, but it's just like whatever. But Goldberg even talked about how he tripped. Like he was, oh, he, he, was kinda, he talked about how he was embarrassed. Like he was embarrassed by how he, he looked. He should be. His son was there. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jason and Martin, are you guys are are you guys excited for Survivor Series for that match? Go ahead, Martin. Um, I'm not. Um, because it's it's Goldberg Lesnar again. We've had it, and it was shit the first time. And it was twelve years ago. Exactly. So with twelve more years, it's what I will say. The Goldberg speech that he gave on Raw was fucking phenomenal. The first one, and the, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. when he wasn't about you know heroes, and now he's got one spear left in him, you know, one good spear left in him, that kind of thing. That was fucking phenomenal. But yeah. I'm, I, I still have the network, but I don't feel like this massive compulsion. If because they're now talking that Taker's, you know, Taker's going to be appearing on WWF, WWF, WWE TV again. I, my inner child wants, or always wanted Taker Goldberg. Oh yeah, wow. Even oh, my now, God. even even as shitty as it would be, just the sheer spectacle of it. Because the problem is now, like I said, we've had Lesnar Goldberg. The, the old, magic's gone. But here's it, the, here's the one thing though: if they do, if if the match is passable. If it does well enough, I'm pretty sure Lesnar's going to win because their goal would be to set it up like a, a second match or the rubber match. It would be the because they'd be each have one win. You would set it up for Mania. It's going to be in Orlando. You're probably going to induct Goldberg. It's probably where they would probably induct the NWO as well, I would assume, if they get Hogan back on track because that's Orlando. Yeah. That's where that happened in the first place. It's a WCW strong point. But then also it frees up Taker to hopefully get the Sting match that we is still out there. It is. Um, Barton, of that. so that's the only thing I can hope for. I do have this. My fear is that this match is so bad that they end up just canceling anything forward with Goldberg in terms of a match, and we're done. About that promo, what exactly did he mean when he said, "You're not just next, you're last"? Did he mean that this is his last match? Probably. I, I think. I, I think they're going off with the. The I don't know if the if the plan for this or whatever. If it was off message, but I think the the overriding thing is that yeah, Goldberg's old now. <laughs> oh, he is. But I, first of all, if this was his last match, I think that's a perfect line. Yeah, yeah, your last yeah. because it's a sense of nostalgia and yeah. a sense of ready to move on right. from Goldberg. Jason, what do you think of it, ma'am? I am not excited for it. Um, I think I'm going to be less excited. I'm just assuming that they're going to have a special guest referee. It's like if you listen to Austin's podcast, he keeps complaining that he can't get to the the ranch because he's got obligations coming up, so he won't be able to get there till oh, yeah, later in November. Yeah. And I'm afraid they're going to put want, him back in it. I don't want another one no. of those. I I don't, I don't want to see Steve Austin be a referee anymore. Well, here's something that you said once. You said after everything that Brock's done, yeah. who, who's left to beat him? Who is left? Goldberg. I could buy Goldberg beating him. Sure. Yeah. Like like. Like, do you see it like that? Yeah, I, I can see because the good thing is if Goldberg beats him, I don't think it necessarily harms him. But then, like, you're you're talking about so the guy who hasn't wrestled. In so the Undertaker couldn't handle this guy. <laughs> you're saying the Undertaker couldn't handle. And him. He's the same age as Goldberg. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, in arguably better wrestling shape than Goldberg because oh, he is. Goldberg struggled badly. Undertaker on crutches is in better wrestling shape than Goldberg. Goldberg struggled badly with that jackhammer and that spear. He dropped him quick. 
Yeah, oh yeah. This wasn't like giant 98 in the dome. It looked better when Ryback jackhammered Paul Heyman at that house show. Right. <laughs> Do you, re- do you reckon that the happened. Canadian fans are going to chant Ryback during the match? <laughs> that would be awesome. Because that was, was it, Feed well, wasn't me it more. where that one dude was like right on he, the commentator's mics were picking him up? Where he was just drunk, like just yelling Goldberg like the whole fucking show for some reason? Because we were talking about it at work. Because it was like, guy was just like, Goldberg! He got hoarse by the time he was done. <laughs> and he never but, came Doug, to, to get back with, with, with my level of excitement for it, I mean, I don't. I think they're trying to make up for that match, but twelve years is way too late. Like way too late. I agree. And they're, you know, like you're saying, that who's left to beat to beat Brock? I mean, none of the old names. I think that's why you got to let somebody new do it, so that way you can actually develop a star. Nice, yeah. And if that's the case, I would say Steen. Sorry, Kevin Owen. That's who I think should beat Lesnar. I agree. Yeah, if they'd actually do it, it'd be cool, man. They need, to, they need to invest in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't the, live off nostalgia forever. Right. Because eventually there's going to come a point where we're going to get nostalgic for guys like Kevin Owens. And that's not going to happen if they don't go all in. Universal Championship is fine, I guess. But, I mean, Kevin Owens should be at the top. Bray Wyatt should have been in the main event years ago. Yeah. Know? Like, Miz, I'll, I'll say this. Miz is getting back to that level. I hope so, I'm man. so happy for him, and that uh, I don't think you've seen it, but that match he had with Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. uh, at the last paper, uh, two pay per views ago, fantastic. Yeah. And the only problem was Miz didn't win. I was totally ready to be like, okay, bye, Dolph. Like I'm back with Miz, but that match is a five star. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to 1998 again. Enough of that. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> 1998 was great November. Year. Remember 98 will be in New Orleans, as we see. Um, Douglas says, because he's coming off the Taz promo, talking about, this is the only title that means anything. <laughs> so he's the FT, what is it? It's the FTW world champion, so he's the fuck the world world champion. Yep, yep. there you go. Like it's it. like how, when people say ATM machine. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, we go to so a, it's the ATMs. We go to another promo now. This is the Dudley boys. Gertner does most of the talking. Um I forget that the Dudleys are Southern in ECW. Kind of. Yeah. Right. Well, Bubba tries, bless him. They're from, like, Memphis, Massachusetts, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like. So out next, Raiden comes out with Hayabusa. Oh, I'm sorry, that's uh, Shinsake. Raiden. <laughs> Raiden and Ermac. <laughs> that's what it looks like. I mean, it looks right out of Mortal Kombat. It looks great. Hayabusa <laughs> is so fucking cool. Yeah, it does look it, yeah. Um, this sets up an, um, a badass tag match here. Holy shit. Yeah, that's good. Shinsake and Hayabusa versus RVD and Sabu with the ECW tag titles on the line. Um, all right, so RVD and Sabu are going to, we'll go over in this with a ridiculous double top rope leg drop through the tables. But I think this was a phenomenal match in a lot of ways. One thing that was cool was just to see how. RVD can really hang with anybody. Anybody. Of any language, whatever. Any size. Doesn't, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I, I'll be honest, it, it, this is another tough match to really write spots down. I wrote one thing, and we'll get to it, but, but I um, always loved Hakushi. Yeah. Like, so I'm Brett's favorite opponents, too. Uh, right, and, and that match, it's in your house one. It's the opening match of the card from 1995. It's Hakushi and Bret Hart. It's one of the best matches ever. Yeah. Like, it's a classic. Yeah. 
Um, Jason, let's start with you, man. What did you think of this tag match? This thing was fucking awesome. Um, my notes just are like spots, spots, spots. That's all I could write down other than some cool stuff. Like the part where RVD comes off frame to land that frog splash. Always yeah. cool. There's my one note. Where was that's he? your one note? No, because is he twists? He, he not only does he twist. I mean, they always like to say, oh, he's three quarters from the post. How's he going to reach him? No, no, no. Uh, I forget which one he landed on. He was all the way on the on the opposite side. Yeah. Like, I don't know how RVD did it. I wish the cameraman caught it. Because it is one of the most impressive frog splashes I've he, ever seen. He does this. He has this leg drop that I swear. That's right. He, Van Damme's leg drop turned into an ass smasher that probably concussed in yeah. Shinsaki. Yeah. It, it looks like it, at least. He looks like he's in pretty bad shape after that. I, Sabu uh, whips one of them into RVD, and RVD does his standing spin kick. Yeah. And it's solid. Yeah. It looks like he... Uh, the way he moves, it looks like he practically kicked nothing. RVD didn't look affected by it at all. I stood up and popped when Sabu tossed the chair, and RVD did the Van Daminator. Oh, it's it. great! It was so perfectly yeah. timed. It was just like, man, Martin. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it's a phenomenal, you know, stunt show from start to finish. It's just so fucking cool. It helps that RVD and Sabu are great. It helps that Hayabusa and Shinzaki are fucking awesome. Shinzaki looks, like I said, just looks so amazing in the gear with the the, the kanji just all all over him. Um, when he was in WWF, it's just a shame he never got a feud with The Undertaker because his gimmick was essentially the complete opposite. Yeah, he was true. he was the White Angel. He was uh, what, what was that dude? Uh, um, what, remember the dude they tried to bring out? I, I, oh, Mordecai. 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 Thank you. That's yeah, Mordecai. it. I see. I get him. And Heidenreich confused. I, I always get them confused, and I shouldn't. Because one was a Golden Corral, the other one wasn't. So, you know. By the way, that's a, that's, you got to look that match up. Heidenreich versus Doink at a Golden Corral. Fat Doink. Fat Doink. Yes. It's a good one. It's a good <laughs> yeah, there's one. Just, there's just an endless procession of fucking awesome moves. Yeah. An Irish whip and Zugiri. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's, right. that's video game moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, What's cool is this is this match has more of the tables fucking up the spots, yeah. um, and it's you know Sabu's a homicidal, genocidal. He doesn't care, but man, he does not like getting a splinter. No, he, when you he, see that he's yeah. setting up the table and you see him audibly get one, and he just drops the table and walks away. Like I was laughing my ass off. I was like, this guy's got his bicep split in half, and it's like, nah, fucking glue it shut. I'm okay. Right. A splinter like drives him nuts. Yeah, it's it, and they still try to further the the you know kind of test the relationship between RVD and Sabu, but it's almost like a buddy cop movie. Yeah, where they do not get along at all. It's a complete opposite of uh, Storm and Candido. They don't get along, but they coexist, and you can tell there's mutual respect. Yeah, yeah, I like the story they tell. I mean, it's it's really showing how we're getting really into that RVD, just the the wheelhouse of awesome. Yeah, we're, we're coming yeah, to the peak. This is like peak yeah. RVD, yeah. isn't it? We're yeah. get, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but, um, one thing I will notice, I do like ha- how smart Sabu wrestles. Yeah, he just keeps re- repeatedly going back to that lightning quick basement drop kick. Yeah, that's right. You know, and he just kicks the knees out from under him. That that's cool. so fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and like it, just, that it makes perfect sense. What other notes you guys got on this one? Other one? Because I'm, I'm that be was honest, my it's one tough, note. It's a tough Our, one. I just to got get like specific moves yeah. with. Exclamation marks after them. A Romero special into a chair shot dive. 
Yoz know, RVD has, you know, with the arms and legs grapevine and rolls backwards, so Shinzaki's like a table. Yeah, right. And then Sabu just comes off with a fucking chair. Just, yeah, splashes yeah. him. Yeah. I do have a note of, of something I don't like, and it's something I've seen before. When Sabu's in these tag matches with RVD and they're, they're the actual tag where they're tagging in and out, whenever Rob Van Dam's in there, like Sabu is constantly trying to get in the ring. He's pacing back and forth. It kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like he's, I mean, I get, you know, he's, un, you know, it's Sabu. He's a little unhinged, but it's like he's trying to get in the ring when Rob Van Dam's going for a cover. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It doesn't make. Well, that's how the match logistic. ends, right? RVD goes for a cover, and Sabu knocks him off. Sabu gets yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. So, and, but this match is so entertaining. I can let tag rules go out the window. You know, I, I'll, I barely noticed that. Right. <clears throat> just it's just phenomenal all the way around. I mean, like, I mean, so far <laughs> this show hasn't missed at all. Hakushi um, did my favorite spot of his, where it's like old school. But he yeah. walks around like half of the ring on, on just on the top ropes with his hand like this, or, like right under his face. I've always yeah loved the that. praying rope yeah. walk. It's it looks so fucking cool. Um, it makes me it, wish Akushi was in one of the old video games. He was never in the games. That's right. But uh, yeah. like just to do that move. Yeah. Um, he, recently, you know, I think the last five years, um, he did a, a Chikara show. I think it was one of their King of Trios, and he'd managed to do the rope walk across two strands of rope all the way. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah it's that's impressive. And he's got to be... Phenomenal. All, he's got to be 50 now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he was he was only like 24 or something, 23, when he wrestled Hart. When, you know, when he wrestled Brett. Close. Uh, well, I think so. Like, don't, they, don't they mention the ages in this show? I seem to remember them saying that he was 32 on this show. But that might not be accurate. Right. Because I remember him being really young when he fought Brad. Yeah. And that was only well, five years earlier. He's only been wrestling for five years. That, is they, it? you're right. No, that's a good call. Because that, that's shocking. Because I'm like, okay, three years ago he had that classic with Brett. You're telling me he only had two years experience when he went in the ring with Brett? Oh, that's, that's insane. Yeah. Absolutely. And just a, that, it, how you can have that following up Tanaka and awesome, and it's not one like because we've run into this so many times, and I think we run into it kind of on this show as well. You reach a point where you're like, man, that was so awesome. I'm I really need a breather match. Like I need something that kind of just brings me back down to, you know, kind of bridge me to the next match. No, we go. It's we just step it up oh, here yeah. in a lot of ways, and it was fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it didn't hurt the show at all. Not. I didn't all. remember this being the very next match. No. Yeah. I, don't, well, I, I was worried I wasn't going to like this match. Simply because of that. Do you? I have a feeling you're going to say awesome. Tanaka is still above this one, right? I think it's a matter. Of, so close. I think it's a matter of preference. Yeah. You know, do you like a fast-paced one-on-one match or do you like a fast-paced hardcore yeah. tag match? Now, me personally, yeah, I would say Mike Awesome is out of Tanaka. Quick take on each, you guys. Which one do you like more between those two, Awesome and Tanaka, or RVD Sabu versus um, Shinsake and um, Hayabusa? I mean, for me. Yeah, tag match for me, but that's not to take anything away from awesome. Oh, absolutely not. I understand, Jason. How about you? Tag match because yeah. it's it's a there's just more to it, and not saying there it's not that there wasn't anything in the the awesome Tanaka and it was lacking. It's just there's more. It's a little more fast paced. Um, also, the fact it's four belts. It's not just like an exhibition match. I yeah, think adds to it as well. Okay, gotcha. So um, we go from this now to I mean. What a way, like, to 
to get these huh. three matches in a row, on top of what we just saw, now we're going to get a video recap of Taz and Bam Bam. We're going back through and taking a look at um, what had happened, of course, with them going through the ring. But then it gets – their feud is always so complicated. There's always these weaving There's parts. mind games. Yeah. We've got Shane Douglas's title in the mix, RVD and Sabu, uh, uh, the tag titles. There's just a lot going on with these fuckers. So it sets us up for a death match, which I've never understood in wrestling. What I, like to me, like you're dead. It's it. Um, <laughs> bang. Old baby rule. It depends where you are in the wrestling world. Depends what kind of death match you you have. Like sometimes it's just no DQ, no count out. Sometimes it's last man standing. It's it's a near death match. I guess I just take things too literally. So. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I don't like. I don't like that they're called that. But it's deathmatch falls count anywhere for the FTW that, title. No, that's the important part. What's, falls count anywhere. Right. Like, like, tell me what the rules are. <laughs> oh, right. right. Um, oh man. And Ugh. and what's it? It's just something that happens in this match that just pissed me off. I. I Right off the bat, Taz eats a power bomb. Right off the bat, and he pops right back. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker! And, and this is the pinnacle. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of the no selling of power bombs we've been talking about. And yeah. let's just do one right off the bat, and have the response be a standing middle finger. This one takes no time to get to the crowd. Yep. And again, I would get as far away as I can. So this was that match I was talking to you about before the previous okay. pay per view, where gotcha. I was like, "Is this the one where they go through the stage?" And you're like, "No, this is the one where they go through the ring." Well, I'm thinking, "What the hell am I thinking of?" And then, uh, this, this is the match. Yeah. As soon as I saw the ramp, that's, I was like, oh. Right. That's the same thing I thought, too. Bam Bam takes his face plant to the concrete, which is unbelievably nasty. Um, let's just, all right, so let's cut to the end here. Taz is going to pick up the win here, and it's going to come with that awesome spot that we're talking about. Um, my big question for you guys right off the bat is, they did this already with the ring. Was it too much to do it again, this time with the ramp? Jason, what do you think? It needed explosions. There we go. <laughs> but uh, it was, I mean, at least there's there's been a pay-per-view in between them. But it is too soon, and it's it's kind of like they're just one-upping themselves from last time. And I, it was cool. The cool part really wasn't them going through it. It's after Bam Bam gets up and he's walking away and everybody thinks, and then, like, Taz just crawling out of that hole. Oh. And then... Like sprinting to put the Taz mission on Bam Bam, who's tapping before he even hits yeah, the ground. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, was was kind of cool. Like the what? I'm saying it's <laughs> they bad, were it's badass. Yeah, they were uh, they were in the crowd a lot, but it was just more the let me grab you on the back of the neck like a mama cat on a kitten and throw you over here and <laughs> then throw you over there. Yeah, um, it's the face plant you're talking about where it looks like Bam Bam's going to slam. Taz into the chair and yeah. he slips. He slips. That's the one. And they even they even go like, looks like Bam Bam got the worst of that one. Like, yeah, that looked nasty because it looked like he slipped right right in someone's Taz, beard. Taz gets some. He gets busted open bad in this one too, mm-hmm. right over the eye. Uh, to Martin, did, did you think the did you like the ramp spot or did you think it was too much? Uh, it's it's a great visual, but it felt a little bit unnecessary. It was like, yeah, they went through the ring. Oh, now they're going through the stage. Uh, it didn't have as much of an emotional impact with me. You know, it wasn't a, like, holy shit, they went through the stage. Yeah, the move, too, I think is what kind of... Tornado DDT. Yeah, because, like, leverage-wise, yeah. like, I look at it, and Bam Bam lifts him straight up. Now, 
once he lifts him up, I don't know. He's going for greetings for Asbury Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't understand where Taz gets the leverage from to be able to moment to swing that momentum like that. That's a good point. That's the thing is just physically like I obviously Bam Bam's doing all of the work in that spot. But it just that that's the thing that throws me off. Did, did you feel similar, man? Like did you like Um not really. Uh typically I would. Like if you like a, a good example is uh Mick Foley getting thrown through the cell by Undertaker and then he fights Triple H at Hell in a Cell. And that, that's the perfect example of, oh, God, not this shit again. But it's, I think, because it would be unexpected to go through the stage. And I, I see where you're coming from, and I get that. Uh, I, I actually really like that. And more so that they were selling up the fact that Bam Bam fell on top of him again. So that must, you know, that must be it. But the way Taz comes out of there, that's like he's being resurrected. And when he does the Chris Benoit thing across the throat, it's like, oh, it's fucking go time. I think that's what manages to salvage it for Like, me. he just crawls because, out of the hole. Because like, we didn't get that with the first one. Right. But Taz, like, for some reason, he was able to muster up some extra energy. Like, it felt like this was um, the second of a, of a three-match series. But this match ended in such a dramatic fashion that this feud is over. There are a couple of hellacious bumps. He takes a headfirst bump through that table when yeah, he's man. whipped into it. And then he returns the favor by just, he suplexes Bam Bam into an already broken table. Yeah, I never liked yeah. that spot because Taz wasn't far back enough. No. No, yeah, because Bam, Bam Bam landed straight on the, the part of the table that was already on the ground. Right. Now, the part of this match that I think is almost ruined is by Shane Douglas. And his, there you go. His incessant, <laughs> his incessant bullshit calling of, he was reaching for the ropes. What planet are you on? It's Falls Count Anywhere. Gary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he says it like four times, yeah. and it it makes less sense each time. Like, and, it, and it really comes home for me because Shane has made such a point of pointing out little things like the stretching of the legs, like, like he's talking about all this technical shit and making him sound like a real ring general, but he doesn't comprehend the fact that if you reach for the ropes in a false count anywhere match, that shouldn't break it. You would just crawl to the outside or crawl to the it's inside. It's a death match. It's a death what, match. Like what? Like to me, when I hear those two words, a Texas death match. When I hear that, uh, all put together, it's like, well, then none of the things like rope breaks and any of this stuff apply. No, it is anything it. goes. This match isn't even sanctioned by the company. Right. I don't. I miss those days. Right. But Shane, I remember earlier in the match, he made a call about how he was going to be completely objective uh, for the duration of the match. And I remember Joey Styles making a snarky comment like, oh, an objective color commentator? Oh, that's pretty original in this business. And then Shane flips that, and Joey Styles doesn't comment on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was waiting for it the whole time. So let's get into the shenanigans afterwards, because after it, the medics immediately get to Bam Bam. I don't know if he was cut on the head or what. I never really saw him... Bleeding, but they cover him up with a towel. Yeah, he disappears quite quickly, doesn't yeah. he? And then Tax, again, sorry, uh, taunts Shane, who just goes insane and destroys a monitor, which I'm like, you're chucking that thing down. Like, you, I'm, I'm glad he... Not cost-effective. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> and then he starts that's, coming, the- that's coming out of your next wage. <laughs> so he's taking off that elbow thing. Like, yeah. Like, here, hold this. You know, and just, dude, <laughs> show up. And then he just drags Francine to nowhere. Right. Yeah. They just leave the building. So, I mean, it, it, it's, the, it's the best part of the night is him leaving. So I'm glad because uh, I think we, uh, 
I don't understand this. Why afterwards does Joey have to have a mini meltdown? Yeah. Why does he have to have one? Like, you know, if anything, he's you pretty should dramatic, be dramatic, isn't he? Yes. That's see the, more and more of this watching. Like, he is a fantastic solo commentator. Yes. Of anybody, like with the exception of maybe Jim Ross or Gordon Soley, he could probably call a match phenomenally on his own. But damn it, does he just go over the top with the theatrics sometimes? Yeah, he's like, I, I do this for a living. I, I know I'm on camera. All right. <laughs> um, well, the the problem, one thing I had is they. This is the main event. This is what they label the main event. I know. I was but confused it, too. <laughs> it doesn't go on last, like, um, and so they, I, like, ECW has had this trend the last several pay-per-views of having something that eliminates a, a potential matchup um, and all this like mid like fake production chaos where they're having to scramble. And so they're, they're making up time while they fix the ramp somehow. Um, and going back to that, I will say, I, I didn't think of this earlier um, as far as the ramp spot is one thing that did help the ramp spot was no one the, the whole night wrestled on the ramp until that. Yeah, point. that's true. very true. Oh well, Tanaka yeah. had a spot where he ran across. Oh, he ran it. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Which Imagine if so, the, like, the, the gimmicked part of the ramp had given away. It's so fucking <clears throat> cool. Like, and the way it's it's the way Mike Awesome falls. And you know, just where he lands on his shoulder. Oh fuck! But I will say, ECW likes to. There's a pattern here where they like to seem like they can just barely get these shows on. Like just barely keep it together for three hours to do this, but. The, the problem with that is it gets redundant over time. Now, in terms of this match, I love that the last two minutes of this match, I don't really care for the match. I don't think it has anything on their living day. No, 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 not match. at all. I and mean, it's that last, it's really that spot at the end. It's just, just for that. Like, that, that's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. So, this then plays us up. So, after the mini meltdown Joey has, we go um, to our video package of the Dudleys versus Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and Spike. Again, you know, kind of more recap of what we had um, last month as well. At this point now, though, this is hilarious. Beulah eats a 3D and Tommy is crying hilariously in slow motion. <laughs> Touch it. I'm glad I wasn't the only person that laughed at that. It's, oh, I did. It's, it's ridiculous. Sick son of a bitch, but it was so comical. Yeah, he, he's more the innovator of crylance. You know, like, he's always fucking crying. It makes him look weak. Sorry, Joey is 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 he's, he's extremely salty coming out of this, and he's. Just, I hate him. He, he just he just keeps on selling them how bad the three D is and the casualties that is brought on. Whatever. It looked pretty safe on Beulah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was the that was the wrong angle <laughs> to show me. Right. She looked very protected. So, you want to talk about like. I know how people complain about Undertaker. Undertaker's entrance is taking forever, and you can go take a good dump before he gets back to the ring. This here, you could you could go find the Undertaker wherever he's at. Go have a meal, share a share a nice memory with Mark Calloway, and come back. And this match still wouldn't have started between Gertner's <laughs> intro, which is massive and expansive, and I'll let you guys have all the fun with it, and then. You know, the Sandman entrance, it's almost 20 minutes. I thought I was going to get here in plenty of time. And then I, you know, because I was like, oh, there's only two matches left, and that one's over quick. And then you're right. This takes about 20, 25 minutes. 
So okay. what did yeah. you guys think of – tell me how what you thought of Gertner this time. This is peak Gertner. Yeah, th- this one's good. Yeah. Jason, I'm yeah. just looking up in line, Dayton, Ohio. It's amazing where people can live <laughs> these days. That's such a stupid, basic thing to say, but I laughed out loud. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, who'd want to live in Dayton? <laughs> what did you think of it, Jason? Well, I, I thought it was great, and I like how the crowd is starting to chant with him when he starts to do Devon, and he just yes. stops, lets him finish, and then, like, chastises the crowd. I didn't for say stunt says. I, I'm hoping that, like, if Enzo and Cass ever go heel, that they have the common sense to either cut out that promo or do it once and then, like, yell at people for chanting. I mean, Because yeah. that's the best thing. It's like, you're supposed to be a bad guy. You don't want, want people right. into your shit. So when they got into it, he cuts them out. Um, I like how he calls Sign Guy Dudley the innovator of silence. Oh, right, yeah. right. I mean, just some... Some good stuff uh, as far as his intro. I mean, but it was like that combined with Bubba's promo. Oh my god! Yeah, and then the uh, the addition now of the referee with the Francine Bowup doll just added more to it. And then you get the gigantic mega intro with Sandman, Dreamer, and Spike with ladders. Yeah. Just was it was way too long. Like it was twenty two. It's twenty two minutes and thirty seven seconds. Thank you. Good. I did have a thought, though. As long as they mm-hmm. are, at least ECW never went overtime on a pay-per-view like WCW. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was yeah. really surprised by that with how long some of this shit takes. And they always clocked in at right at the right amount of time. No, but not WCW. You guys made a good point about the chiming in with the champ because one of the best things The Rock ever did was it's not time it's to not play sing-along with the champ. Mm-hmm. That was so solid when he would do that. That's what... I, I think in many ways helped get him over as a face while he was a heel was right. just the way he would do stuff mm-hmm. like that. There are two good signs that I like Sign Guy has. I like the victim of gimmick. Um, Lodi. yep. Lodi. And then, it took me a second. I had to think about it. And then I loved uh, Real Sunday Night Heat because it made yeah. me think of the USA Network just even beyond the, the wrestling show. But um, when we get to this... Uh, oh, did you catch the Marks Fear Bubba song? Yes, yes. that's yes, right. I did. McGillis slutty, that's right. That's what they called her. McGillis slutty. Yeah. That's nice. That writes itself. That's good stuff. Um, so uh, I, here, here's something else I felt so non-ECW that I saw early on in this match. A 10-punch spot in the corner yeah. is the most ridiculous thing in wrestling. I've never liked it. I hate when people count with it. Oh, except Super Crazy. I like that one. But... It's in Spanish. In ECW, though. Oh, oh, I know. It seems so out of place, once again, to have this. So It's a spot for the last ride. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't ever tend down by the taker. Man, I saw that shit coming. Man, I watched Man. the tapes. Yep. I, I knew saw to, when that guy was going to do it. I knew to regain consciousness right around five, six, give or take. <laughs> I'm good at blacking out. I can black out and come back in on demand. Watch. You got to do it. I'm back. Real, you gotta watch out. If you give somebody a ten punch, they may think something different. You got, you better be careful. You gotta do it all dramatic, like you can't just like sneak up. It's gotta be sudden. <laughs> and then you give Michaels a cunt a wedgie, and then you send him to hell. Break, break the hell people. for for a two count. Two count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. Oh, uh, before we get in, there's one thing I noticed, and this is the weirdest esoteric thing, but I fucking love it. Um, Tommy Dreamer, when he does the, the beer spit, 
you know, uh, oh. imitating Sandman. He does the great move to fingers to the throat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, because it, when Dreamer was on with uh, Colt Cabana on his podcast, he he said he grew up be or he you know he one of his uh, earlier um, loves in wrestling was, was Muta. So much so that he wanted his original gimmick to be a guy who spat acid called Tommy Acid. Oh, nice. Nice. And it was, I, I just, that, just the combination of knowing all of this, it was like, fuck yeah, he's doing the mooter thing at last. Um, it looked good, though. It looked like he had, like, two cans of beer in his mouth and I he think, could do it. I think yeah. he practiced. Yeah, because it, it came out a lot better than I thought it would. Um, the one thing I'll give this match, unfortunately, it has to follow, I mean, just three, three very, very intense crowd loving matches mm-hmm. and the, it does the only thing it can do and that's get out of control early yeah because it tries to like be an it, it seems like as soon as sandman gets in the ring that's when all hell breaks loose of course but it's the one saving grace this there's a lot of bleeding in this a lot of spots yeah uh, my favorite would probably be spike jumping off the very top of the ladder amazing like, it sounds yeah. it sounds basic nowadays but it like to see that and that little guy that was cool yeah totally uh, Sandman taking a chair shot. Man, it was hilarious. Uh, he sticks his hand up, but not like this. Like this. Like like way over to the side. And I swear, I think it was Devon. Didn't even hit him in the hand. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> um, this is when we heard that comment about Big Dick Dudley being the ECW giant, which yep. I thought was the stupidest thing. I was like, Mike Awesome was already on this show. And you're going to tell me this guy? Uh, Joel Gertner made a call about um, his arms. They're 26 inches. That's bigger than Hogan. Well, that may have been deliberate. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure it was deliberate. I think it also, because it was right when he mentions that, it's like right during the whole penis bit. Either that or just the length of his arm from tip to tip. Big Dick Dudley never really impressed me. Like That that one poke. The thing is with... I was going to say, the thing is with Dick. <laughs> Here's the problem. I said come, and they're like, well, I don't want you to come. <laughs> well, why the hell That's not? That's what I came here to do. That's what I came here. And Vince couldn't walk. He, he was never even a factor on the WWF's radar. How much, you know, when you're a, a big guy like that, how much do you have to completely suck that he, Vince won't even give you a chance? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the thing is, like, we're going to see Rhino... Obviously, coming up the coming up, you know, sooner than later. Hell yeah, we are. And the thing is, yeah. it's like this guy's not even in his league. No, no offense to him, but I'm sorry. Like, don't hype this guy's your giant. When I'm sorry, like, what did you say? Was it six seven? He's not. He can't be that tall. He doesn't look that. I mean, he just doesn't look that, you know, formidable compared to some of your other guys. Like, obviously, if he saw me now and pushed me through a wall, like I would, you know, not be too happy about it. And I'd be like, my God, you're a giant, but. You know, well, he, yeah, he'd be a giant to us, but right. when you compare him to some, like some of the other guys, he's the same That's size. So yeah. Um, let's just let's talk about the four-way tree of woe spot where the referee needs oh. to once again. <laughs> God Almighty, God. what's going? And it's because I was like, "Well, why is he doing this?" Oh, because he said he was bald. Yeah, he took offense to it. <laughs> like that Jesus. was the whole justification for it. Just, just dumb. Oh God, it's Devon. No, no, no. I'm sorry, it's Gertner. When at, yeah. I'm not yeah. right after Gertner gets the drop kick in the tree of woe, Gertner immediately no sells it and immediately starts like wiggling his legs to get free. 
Like, because everyone else just kind of hangs out. Gert is like, no, this is very uncomfortable. I don't like my shirt showing my tummy. <laughs> yeah, he was all about trying to cover that up. He I was. was yeah. my, like, it fits with him. It's like, oh, no, I'm the stud muffin. You know, you can't yeah. see this. He's like, no, he's exposing um, so. Yeah. Uh, Bubba doing the a senton on the ladder with... Oh, my God. Uh, with Tommy yeah. under yes, it. it was Tommy. Jesus. Uh, another dangerous spot. Ladder's on top of Devon. Devon is holding it like this with his hands sticking out. And Sandman does a rolling senton onto it. And he lands on Devon's hand that's holding the ladder in place. Yeah. And it just looked fucking dangerous. And uh, we haven't even got to the, you know, you knew it was coming spot of the night. When, <laughs> oh, uh, God. Oh, yeah. Yep, so. So Jack Vickers. So Jack Victory, yeah. So they get the win after what, what's the spot? It's a DDT on the ladder. Yeah, I don't know how Tommy didn't break his neck because it's like Tommy's neck, the base like where his his neck and spine meet is what it's the ladder. I didn't yeah. think Tommy was gonna take it like that. I was like, well, how's he gonna land? Oh, right on it. Yeah. He he takes a DD or delivers the DDT. They pick up the win. I mean, I don't know how many times you have to beat the Dudleys to be done with them, but yeah. I mean, at this point now, it feels like it should be done. It's a massive they're pop like, from the crowd. They're like thrush; they always come back, right? <laughs> Bruh, good God! But then, well, isn't this also uh, just to go back? If this is a grudge match, I mean, they just showed the video, and Joey Styles is sickeningly repulsed by the Dudleys for breaking Beulah's neck. But Tommy Dreamer takes the time to do a whole Sandman intro, complete with Muda beer spit. Yeah, that doesn't seem like you. you right. The match also it, starts it with chain wrestling. It's possible yeah. too. <laughs> we were waiting for a new Jack to get back to the arena. Oh, sure. We're we're probably stalling so that uh, Denzel's buddy can get back in time. <laughs> which that's where we cue afterwards. Where Jack Victory, the formidable Jack Victory. That's your cue. Yeah, he Jack can, Victory. <laughs> he, I mean, just goes all, he goes all mayhem on Tommy with the guitar. New Jack's music hits. He quickly brings out every weapon in sight as Including, quickly as he can and launches on just an all-out assault on professional wrestling. That shopping cart <laughs> spot, which Dick clearly didn't want to take because he starts he starts going over that top rope long before that cart ever gets to him. <laughs> nope, nope. It just it's purely there for the pose down with the ladders afterwards with that was know, okay. with Spike doing the bushwhacker. But then, and, then Tommy had to cut his fucking blah 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 ECW promo. That seems to be his motif. So yeah, declaring Dayton ECW country. Right. I think like, that was supposed to be like dark match stuff that just happened to sneak onto the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, they should have cut the feed. Because it's like a minute and a half after Joey says goodbye. Right. Yeah. I mean, real. I mean, clearly, like, this match is not, like, in the caliber of those other three. It's a good finish. Like, it's a good – it's a better finish than the, the Shane Douglas, Al Snow thing. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. even that tag it's, match. It's a, like a send-them-home-happy kind of yeah. feeling, isn't it? Right. It really is. It's almost like what you would get after the cameras well, yeah. are off the air. And they'll repeat this at One Night Stand. Right. It's the same thing. Yep. It's a feel-good, go-home. I think this show is phenomenal. I think it is – I think Best top to bottom. Yeah, I, I think – Yeah. I, I mean – I, I don't know how it would compare to Barely Legal because Barely Legal is special in that it's that first one. There's a lot of, you know, emotion, adrenaline coming with it. But I think this in terms of all of these shows building up to it have been collectively pretty medi- pretty mediocre yeah. overall. But this is a phenomenal climax to a lot of feuds. It has introduced us to some phenomenal guys in the mid-card, guys that will be competing in the main event. I, I just 
I can't say all enough of good the things future, about this show. All of the future of ECW is in this show. Yes. Like, some for the first time, mm-hmm. prominently. Right. And that's, and that's the that's the coolest thing, because it's only going to get better. The question I asked, I go around, starting with Jason, is, is there a low point for you on this show? If there is, it's just because it's, like, not a good point. Or a great point, if anything. It's like I there wasn't a single match that I was bored with. I like where I said last time it took me four days to watch that I watched all of this at once and not under any kind of time crunch scenario. Uh it was just it, it was a great time from start to finish. Um like the the last match, even though it like you said, it was just a go home I'm happy, it was the right kind of chaos. That's the kind of ECW I think about. Like the way that, that way that last match played out. Before the weapons and shit came in, it was just like, just there's six six people, tags really don't matter, everyone's getting beat the fuck up. Yeah. It was great. I, I had a good time watching the whole show. Martin, did you have, was there any low point for you? Not especially, no. No. No, again, I, I managed to mainline the show in, in one go, over breakfast, weirdly. <laughs> so... <laughs> Early morning ECW is actually quite enjoyable <laughs> when it's a show like this. Yeah, I mean, being nitpicky, you know, the, the the stage spot was a little hokey and, you know, New Jack, but, you know, it was mercifully brief. That's true. And, and we didn't have to see any um, balcony spot. Nope, nope. Yeah. Uh, if there's a low point for me, it's either New Jack or it's... When the referees get involved physically. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm tired of that. It's just dumb. Doesn't need to happen ever. Just incredible, even though he, he he had a lot of assistance, that match more than makes up for it. This is just a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we saw the promos next, we're in August now, so November to remember is our next show in New Orleans, which will ought to be interesting. I'm interested to see how a New Orleans crowd's going to be with ECW. So that'll um, be... to, to my shame, I accidentally clicked on the wrong video so i've seen a little bit of november to remember nice. there is a Good. there is a there is a someone appears on the show that you think holy fuck i never never knew they were in ecw and never in a million years expected them to ever be anywhere near it's, ecw it's bret hart i think <laughs> i think i think we get a right. well but there was that terry funk retirement show which That's i'm right. still trying to find a full version of right they're, I think Awesome and Tanaka have their first rematch. Oh, cool. Can't wait. I think. Yeah. Well, um, guys, please continue to download, subscribe, do the iTunes thing, or you know, look us up however you do listen to your podcast. If you want to interact with us, we are on the Twitter, at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, at New Blood Rising Podcast. I, myself, I'm on Twitter, at William Rankin 83 I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I am at CM underscore Stabs. And I am at Bundy Suicida. We'll see you guys again for November to Remember 1998.